Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. The book of Proverbs chapter 3, reading with verse 9. Proverbs chapter 3, reading with verse 9. I'll be teaching you tonight. And um, I want to read this one verse. We're going to take a seat, then I want you to watch a, a quick animated film. Tonight I'm going to teach you on how to live a blessed life. Blessed life. How many want God's hand in your life? Somebody shout the blessed life. Proverbs 3 and 9 says, Honor the Lord. Y'all see that? Are you there? Let's read it. Let's read it tonight together. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Let's read verse 9 one more time. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Everybody shout, live the blessed life. Amen, you may be seated as you watch this short film. Cain was a tiller of the ground, and everybody say process of time. What Cain would do, he waited to see if the production of the ground gave him enough to give to God. He chose to see if there was enough to share with the Lord. Where Abel on this side of the offering, as soon as his increase was received, he gave the best of it to God knowing that God has my future so I can give it to God now and I don't have to wait and see if I'm gonna have enough to give to God. That's why we call it first fruits and everybody say first fruits. Tonight I teach you that if you want God to bless your life, you need to give in faith. Don't give from the past. You give with a mindset of the future, knowing that it's only God that has my tomorrow. It is such a principle of scripture. Let's look at Malachi chapter three. Malachi chapter three, verse seven. When you talk about first fruits, it's the concept of tithing, a tenth. We'll read some verses about that in a moment, but in Malachi three and verse seven, it says, even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances or laws and have not kept them. He said, return unto me. He's talking to backslidden Israel. He said, return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? How are we gonna get back in covenant with God? How are we gonna get back to a place where the hand of God is up on us? And he responds in verse eight. Let's read it together. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? He responds, in tithes and offerings. Is it possible to rob God? That's what it's saying. That means how you rob somebody? You take something that belongs to somebody else. What is it that belongs to God? A tenth or a tithe. 
A tenth of what? Or a tithe means the same thing. A tithe means a tenth. That means that when God gives you an increase or a blessing of some sort, any increase, it doesn't matter if it's unexpected funds. I have tithed on my birthday money since I was a little kid. Somebody gave me financial blessing for a Christmas gift. Since I was a little kid, I would give a tithe of that. If I found 30 cents in the couch, I would put three cents in the tithing envelope. When I was so small, I probably didn't even have my letters going the right direction. I have tithed my entire life. Why? Because I was taught in the principle of tithing that the tithe belongs to God. Just because you earned it, just because you received it, just because your name was on the check or on the deposit does not mean that all of it belongs to you. There is a portion that God expects to stay with him. Can you say amen? I want to tell you this, that God does not need your money, neither did he need their lambs or their grains. He took nothing and formed everything we see. He doesn't need to receive your tithing. He just needs you to give it because you can't be blessed without giving. You can't be blessed without giving. Jesus taught this emphatically. He said it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that's a giving church. Man, this church is a giving church. I think you gotta clap your hands and thank God for this church. You are benevolent. You really are, you're bountiful. This church is so giving, it's amazing. And so what does it mean a tithe? In this basket right here, there are 30 oranges in that basket, 30. God said, I want you to set aside a tithe of them. He said, that belongs to me. Don't use it for yourself. I want you to bring it where? Look at the next verse, verse, verse nine. Look what it says, Malachi three and nine. He said, you are cursed with a curse for ye have what? Robbed me. I would be scared to death to take my tithe money and buy a motorcycle with it. I'd be scared to death to take my, to make my tithe and, and, and build my house with it. I'd be terrified to pay a car payment with my tithe money because it doesn't belong to me. A tenth belongs to God. And I know we don't like to hear it very much, but the truth of the matter is, if you take your tithe from God, you're cursed with the curse and nobody can bless you. God's gonna get it back. It's not gonna stay with you. I mean, oh, this Bible, you are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me even this whole nation. Look at verse 10. This is commandment of scripture. He said, bring ye all the tithes, you can send it all over the country, choose where you want it to go, bless whoever you want. It's not what it says. It says bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. That's singular. That means in a place where you are being fed, in the place where you are being served, in the place where God is impacting you on a local level. How many of God ministers to us locally and from that blessing locally, we impact globally? That's right. You don't just choose. I remember a guy one time, he said, he, he told dad, he said, I need you to pray. He said, I'm gonna get this settlement. He said, if I get the settlement, he said, I'm gonna tithe on it. He didn't tithe on it. He took a portion of it and he came in, did not even the tithe. And he came in and got a large settlement. He came in and said, here, I wanna go buy 
some drywall and some lumber and I want to put it. He wanted to control where it was and it wasn't even a tithe of it. Tithing doesn't work that way. Tithing doesn't belong to you. It needs to be taken from your hands or given from your hands for you not to determine that. If you're trying to control where the tithe goes, you're trying to be in control of something that doesn't belong to you. All you got to do is let it go and bring it to God's house and let it be brought forth to the kingdom of God so it can be taken care of the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Listen, what you don't want to do is, is, is take your tithing and hold it here and wait till you get all your bills paid and you, you start doing this number, I'm going to pay my electric bill and I'm going to Walmart. Let's do Walmart here for a minute. Let's talk about Amazon for a second here. Let's talk about the gas bill. Oh, let's get all the way down. We got, we got eating out bills we've got. How about the electric? We got to pay the electric. Oh, my goodness, electric's been going up. Honey, I don't know what we're going to do. We better. It's not long. Y'all getting the point? Let's pay the electric. Oh, we got to pay the car payment. Let's pay the car payment. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if God's going to bless us. Let's see. Oh, honey, we got, got the car payment. And, uh, Oh, you know that thing I really, that, that bass boat I've been paying on. I'm after the men right now, aren't I? <laughs> Honey, we don't have enough power ties this month. God will understand. Let's give him a portion and give him what we can afford because God wouldn't expect me to give what I can't afford to give. What you've done, you've entered into the concept of Cain that says, over the process of time, let's see if there's enough to give. And if there's enough to give, then I'll give it. What you've done is taken the blessing of what you can do in your own hand. And the Bible says that God didn't receive it. You mean God, will re God, will, God won't receive my, my, my money if I give it? If you give it outside of scriptural principle, it's not accepted. Read it, the Bible says that God did not accept his offering. How did he know? I personally believe that there was a fire that came out of heaven on that altar. There seems to be a principle of scripture when somebody make an offering to God, a fire will come out of heaven as a burnt sacrifice and God would receive it. It was a sign of being received. He looks over and God received Abel's and Abel's living in the blessing. I guarantee you his sheep were multiplying. You see, when, when he offered the lamb, not just a lamb, but a firstling, he didn't know if that sheep would ever produce another lamb. It was the first one out of the womb. But when he gave it first, knowing because she, I have given the first out of the lamb, God is going to let this lamb multiply. Brother Noe Berrientos in Guatemala, he had a man that, that his, his career was, was raising cattle. He started tithing on his cattle. And when he did, all of his cattle started having twins. I'm going to tell you, not one of us is going to stand before God and say, I outgave you. Nobody's going to outgive the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm 41 years old, been in this all my life. He has blessed me beyond. God has been good to me. Amen, amen. I just don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to give. Amen. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to teach you how. Look what it says. Bring you all the tithes to the storehouse that there might be what? 
maybe meat. But the Cody, you come put those back in there. I need to preach. That's going to take me a long time to get all those oranges back in the basket. And what happens is when you live according to Scripture, the Bible says that Abraham tithed on his increase. In the law, the children of Israel were required to tithe on their increase, whether it was grain or a bullock or a kid. They were required to give a tithe. Everybody say one-tenth. What that means, out of one dollar, you give a dime. Out of a hundred dollars, you give ten bucks. A thousand dollars, you give a hundred bucks. You give a mil- get a million dollars, that means you give a hundred thousand dollars in tithe. One guy came to church one time, and he had a minimum wage job. He wanted the preacher to pray for him. He said, I just want God to bless me. I've been tithing, I've been faithful. Preacher laid hands on him. He said, I got a job opportunity coming up, and Lord Jesus bless this man. And you know what? God blessed him. He got a job making big money, six figures. Six-figure income. He came back and told the preacher, he said, I'm having a hard time paying all that money to the church. I need you to pray for me. Preacher laid hands on him and said, Lord, give him that minimum wage job and let him lose this big job so he can be righteous. <laughs> Boy, he's peeling that hand off his head. Sometimes people have a hard time limiting what they give because when you start living in abundance, you'll have more than you've ever had before. Don't get tight because you get abundance. One man one time was going to get, I, I knew a man one time had a settlement. He's going to get a lot of money, over a million dollars. Told, told the pastor, he said, I want you to pray that God, he said, if you do. You know, preachers don't need bribes. We're not praying to get tithe money. It's between you and God, not between you and the preacher. If God answers it, man, that's a vow that Proverbs says, don't you dare make a vow and go back on your vow. You'll stand in judgment for that. He said, if I get this, this is what I'm going to give. And you know what? He got over a million dollars, put $25 in the offering plate, broke a vow. I'm not here to talk about the church needs money because we don't need money. We need the blessing of God. And you individually... God doesn't need your finances, but you need to be able to give to say, I trust God in my tomorrow. It's God that's provided. It's God that has given. It's God that has blessed. Can you say amen? I want to say to every parent, teach your children to give now. Don't wait till they're 18 and say, well, you've got a job. You can earn it. No, when they get money, when they do little babysitting jobs, they cut grass for the neighbor and they give them $20. You tell that child, hey, there's a portion that belongs to God. And so what happens is when God gives you a blessing, let's read it. Let's look what it says. In Malachi, Malachi 3, bring you all the tithes to the store. There There may be meat in mine house. Read on. And prove me. Now herewith saith the Lord of hosts. Watch what he says. If I will not open you the, somebody shout windows. Bring me that other basket. Right there, that basket right there. Come on, Brother Nehemiah. Come here and be the blesser right now. Hey, stay up here. You're going to be the Lord for a minute. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. See, when you take a tithe out, I don't know why people fret over it. That's a whole lot left for just you to do whatever you want to with it. That's a minimal. That's more than fair. It's just a portion. 
And God said, if you, if you will bring your tithe to the storehouse, prove me. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, what? That there shall not be room enough to receive it. Start putting those oranges in the basket. Go ahead, sir. Just dump them over. Dump them over, yeah. All of a sudden, that's what happens. It's bigger than your need. It starts spreading beyond that. And what it is, is not only will it provide your needs, you're gonna have leftovers to give offerings. That's where offerings come from. Let's go back here for a minute. It does not say bring your tithing and your offerings to the storehouse. It says bring your tithes to the storehouse. People get up and say, well, if you tithe, God didn't bless you. That's just fire insurance to keep you out of hell. I don't believe that. The Bible says bring the tithe into the storehouse and he'll open the windows and bless you just on the 10% of that gross income that you've earned or you've received the increase. And what you understand is because I tithe, he pours a blessing on my family that's bigger than we need and I got enough to help a missionary. I got enough to help a poor. I got enough to help a widow. I got enough to help somebody that their house burnt down. Because I tithe, I'm now able to give. That is the blessing of the Lord. I want you to take your hands like this. Take your hands like this, say blessed. Blessing is not just as big as you. Blessing is not just enough. Blessing is like this. If this is what I need, when I'm blessed, he gives me this To where other people can be dependent upon what God's given me because I've got more than I need. Now I have enough to help others. I can bless the kingdom. Come on, are you hearing what I'm preaching right now? It's the blessed. Blessed does not mean just enough. Can you say amen? My lands, we got oranges all over the place. You may be seated. Be fruitful and multiply. Seems to be a part of this service tonight. How to live a blessed life. Let's read on. Look what it says. Not only is he going to open the windows, not window. Everybody say plural. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I want you to shatter a paradigm. It's not a window over your head. It's window. It's plural. Because I'm here, he's going to bless, not just me. Whitney Melick. Sister Whitney, I called you by your last name. Whitney Wallace, stand. Come up here with Pastor. So glad she's here. We're so proud of her raised in this church. Whitney was one of those children raised in church that was taught to tithe on what she had received. You having twins? She's oneness, amen, she's oneness. She is a tither, but she come down here in a prophetic service that God was speaking to this church to give. And Whitney said, Lord, I've got $200 in the bank. That was offerings set in the bank. And she said, God, 
I feel to give my $200 to the church. Remember that? You're standing right there. And she said, God, I'm going to give you that offering. I feel like you're telling me to give you, but I'm asking you to give it back to my daddy every single week. And so she did. You made a covenant with God. She went home and she's told her parents, she said, I made a commitment. I'm giving $200 that I have in the bank. And they're good parents. They said, you don't have to do that. You're 12. She said, no, I did, but I have an expectation of that. I've asked God to give it back to you, Dad, every single week. Now hear me. Faith of a child. Somebody living in the concept. I'm just going to tell all your parents, don't teach your children to be tight and be cane concept and put it off to see if they have enough. You need to train up a child in the way they should go. You teach them from the moment they're born. They depend on the Lord. Hey, hey, we come to church. How many in this room feel like all good gifts come from the Father of lights? How many of you parents feel that way? Everything good in my life has come from God. I really feel that. Everything I have has come from the Lord. It's a blessing. She told the Lord, she told the Lord and their parents, she said, no, I really want to give it. That's what I feel to give. And you know what? They had a meeting at AK Steel. And they reevaluated the wages of everybody at AK Steel. And they gave them a $5 raise on a 40-hour week, which adds up to $200 a week, not just for her dad, but the whole company was blessed. That's the truth. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive him. Don't hold that back from him. Don't keep yourself from being blessed in everything around you. Amen. You, you, you can go ahead and lay all those on the altar. Amen. Blessing to the Lord. She's been blessed. She married somebody that's blessed. Stand up, Brother David. Amazing. He's a, he's a CPA. He's got a great, amazing job. She's a nurse because when they were, she was giving, God started lining some things up in her future and they're blessed financially. I'm telling you, I give credit to every good thing that happens to the Lord Jesus. How many of you feel that way? And they're a blessing. Their ministry is a blessing. Come on, I just wish somebody take a moment and said, I'm blessed because God's been good to me. I, I have what I have because of Jesus Christ. I have what I have. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. Man, I was in this service. You may be seated. David Smith was preaching here. He said, the Lord has seen the sacrifice of this church. He's bringing industry to this city. That's what he said. He's bringing industry to this city. That was on Sunday and on Wednesday. The mayor got out and made an announcement. Industry's coming to this city. You say, do you believe that God would impact the city because of one church? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think this city would feel a difference if we weren't here. I'm not just saying this church, I'm talking about the body of Christ because where the people of God go, everywhere they go, there's a blessing that's, that precedes them and proceeds them. Do you believe that? Man, I feel like preaching for a moment. God is with us. The hand of the Lord is upon us. Amen. You may be seated. A tithe, a tithe. Everybody say a tithe. During the, during the coal mines strike, Mr. Harper, Edwin Harper's father, he looked at those men, uh, not coal mine strike, but during the depression, he looked at those men on the job and he said, here's what I want you to do. 
He said, we're in the midst, we're going into depression. He said, but I believe in the Bible. He said, every one of you men do not skip church on Sunday and all of you pay tithes. True story. There's a picture in Pastor Harper's office of his dad, the supervisor, and all the men on the crew. Not one day during the depression did they miss a day's work. Study it. Study history. Churches thrived during depression. You know why? Because God has his own economy. He can make a way where there is no way. I watched my mom one time. It got in a tight spot. They need a little bit of money. She got on her knees. She said, God, I don't know what to do. Immediately, she pictured a paycheck sitting inside of a drawer. She went to that drawer, opened the drawer. There was a paycheck that had never been cashed. Three days from expiration. You see, because when you protect what belongs to God, He's going to rebuke the devourer in your life. I'm going to show you something scripturally. I want you to turn to the book of Genesis here tonight, and I'm teaching you how to live a blessed life. Amen. Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. Y'all feel what I feel, don't you? Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. You're not tithing. You need to repent and get it right with God. How many believe that? In Genesis 15, you'll find that Abraham is discouraged. There is an Eliezer in his house. It appears that he's the only heir because his wife hasn't got pregnant yet. And he's thinking about adopting him to be his son, to be the heir, because it's not happening fast enough yet. Don't back up on God's word when it hasn't happened in your timing. This shall come to pass. I want everybody to say with me, it's impossible for God to lie. My, I feel something right now in the Holy Ghost. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, says, talking about faith, it says that we must believe that he is. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. It takes faith to be a tither. You're, you're giving it first, saying he's got tomorrow. I'm giving it now. The other day, I, I deposited a check, and I called my wife because I was going to pay a bill out of the check I received, and I called her. I said, have you tithed on that check yet? Because I deposited it from out of town. And, uh, and the reason I did that, because I didn't want to pay a, a, a bill before I tithed out of that income. Why? Because I'm letting him look ahead. Because you're not only blessed in the percentage of what you give, you're blessed in the order in which you give it and the spirit in which you give it. A tithe first, blessed is a, everybody say cheerful giver. Everybody say the percentage, the order, and the attitude. Don't give begrudgingly, but give cheerfully. I can't wait to give. That's why we clap our hands. We say it's offering time at the anchor church. Everybody in the middle and I clap your hands when we say it's offering time. Why? It's our opportunity to give God back what he has already blessed us with knowing he's going to take care of tomorrow. And so Abraham is, is, is a discouraged moment and, and the Lord says in verse four, and behold, Genesis 15, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, this shall not be thine heir but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Just because you haven't had a baby yet doesn't mean you're not gonna have a baby. Quit discouraging your spirit. 
I'm talking to some of these ladies as up here. Quit worrying. God's got it all taken care of. Just love him and worship him as if it's already happened. That's what I feel to tell you all tonight. This is so intertwined with what my wife felt and what you felt. This is so intertwined. I'm just going to, I speak it. God's going to take care of it. He's got it all in his own hand and all in his own time and you belong to the Lord. He's going to take care of it. Watch. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. You need to look at the stars and say as many as there are out there is how many children I'm going to have out of the... How many know a nation came from him? When you're discouraged, you need to prophesy. God's word will come to pass. Come on, some of you battling discouragement, you need to stand up and say, God's going to take care of this. God's going to fix this. Somebody shout amen in this building. I feel that. I'm telling you, some of your children haven't come home yet. God told you they're going to. Don't you listen to the lie of the devil. What God said in his word will come to pass. God's not a liar. What he said will happen. Amen. Watch this. Watch. And, then, and he believed in the Lord. Somebody shout, he believed in the Lord. And he counted to him for righteousness. Verse seven, he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. Now you'll find these things later become in the law that were burnt offerings to give, but this was pre-law. This was the dispensation of promise that he was operating out of faith, just obeying the voice of God. How do I know that you're going to give to me that inheritance of the land? He said, I need you to give something first. Take me a heifer of three years old, a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Watch, it's a principle. I don't know how many oranges in this, but I started with three on 30%, all right? I mean on 10% of the 30 Three is 10% of 30. This belongs, I want you to give me this, Abram. I'm asking you to give this. It's just an offering that the Lord asked him. He said, I want you to, I want you to spread it out. And he said, I want you to offer that to me. When he did, the fowls of the air tried to steal it. And any time that you hold something that belongs to God, the fowls of the air are going to try to take it. The enemy's going to try to take it. Doesn't belong to them. You know what he did? He protected it. Just three or four of you come here trying to get one of these oranges. Don't attack me. You're really, I, I don't want to hurt you in front of all the people here tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You, you're coming in. And, and, uh, and what he began to do, well, he, he, began, he began, the fowls were coming, and another one comes in this direction. Come on, Brother Cody, get, get down here. Amen. And, and he's, he's protecting. He has spread out the sacrifice, and, and he's protecting it. Is You understand? Until it got dark, he was protecting 
what God told him to give. Y'all can fly away. Everybody say he was protecting it. He drove them away. Chapter 15, verse 12. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. He said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger to the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them forty years. He prophesied to Abram the bondage in Egypt. You see that? And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. He said they're going to go in small, 70 of them, but when they come out, they're going to come out a multitude. They're going to come out a nation. They're going to come out wealthy. That's why you read it. That's how they came out. How many know that God gave them favor with the Egyptians when they come out of Egypt after 430 years, they borrowed of every neighbor silver and gold and raiment. And for whatever reason, the Egyptian neighbors just gave it to them. Because the enemy can never hold back what God has already prophesied you're going to have. Never. Never. Man, I feel something in this room right now. When you protect what belongs to God, he speaks into your future. Do you know the scripture says that Levi received tithes in the bosom of Abraham? You know how many generations that was down? Multiple generations away. And when Abraham was tithing today, his great-grandson was receiving blessing. Because when you protect what God has told you to give him, it's not about God needing the oranges or the tithing. It's about your family's future needs God. And you're saying when you tithe, God has my family. God's got my children. God's got my grandbabies. He's got my destiny. He has my tomorrow. Come here, brother, you scared though. I don't know if you can still skip like you used to. You're getting older, you know. There's your tithing. You ever watch Brother Scardo? This is how he'd come down the offering plate. That's how he would give. He was cheerful. You know why? Because when I give it to God, it's only God that can take care of tomorrow. It's not about my now. It's about tomorrow. And I come to preach to this church. You want to live a blessed life? You'll have enough blessing to hand to your children's children. That's what the Bible says. A blessed man will hand to his children's children. Clap your hands if you believe it. Amen. Just stay with me. No, you can't take your tithes with you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> stay right there, Brother Scarlett. You can be seated. Watch, and thou, everybody shout a great substance. And to think that on Monroe Street, a small building where this church was started with 30, 30 people. I feel something coming over me right now. 30 people praying. A man came in there and they would hang off the side of his car. Guy Smith, the founding pastor. Amen. Sister Carol Stan. That's his daughter right there.
give her a hand. Aren't we glad she's faithful to God? And I believe you're still here because of something your daddy did. Look at your daughter right there beside you. And I believe she's here because of something you did. And I believe she's leaving something behind that's going to stir her whole family. Come on, you feel that? They didn't have a building this nice. They would hang off the side of his vehicle with mud. Mud roads go in and had a, uh, uh, they had a old coal stove in the middle of the floor. They'd have to heat up, get the room. It wasn't nice, but it was just the beginning. But when those elder saints, like Sister May, I never got to meet, but I've heard so much about. That prayed faithfully. She wasn't just praying for the now, giving out of a fixed income and dropping that tithing in every single week. What she didn't realize is that we'd be in a real nice house like this now because God looks in the future. And I'm gonna say this. I'm not gonna let those elders down and stop giving because I'm blessed. I'm gonna prepare a blessing for the next generation. We're blessed because of our elders of the past. Watch this, I'm almost done. You can be seen in a moment. And it says, and also that nation whom shall serve will I judge. And afterward shall they come out. Everybody shout with great substance. Abraham, what you're given now is gonna bless the future. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Abraham, I'm talking about your future. It's gonna be good. I've got it taken care of. There's nothing like having peace in your life. The reason some of you don't have any peace in your life because you're not faithful to God. You're living it in Cain's concept. Cain couldn't die for a period of time and he was a vagabond. Everywhere he went, if this is what he needed, this is all he got for the rest of his life. If this is what he needed, he'd go from field to field to field to plant. But you know what? He could never get what he needed. He was a vagabond. He was cursed. No man could bless him and no man could curse him. He was a vagabond. He always strived to get less than what he needed. That was the curse of Cain. You don't want to strive to get less than what you need. All you have to do, all you have to do is just say, God, I'm going to give this portion because the Bible says this belongs to you and the blessing comes over your life and the peace. That's why we have something called financial peace. I'm telling you right now, God can take care of your finances in the future. How many believe God can take care of it? I'm almost done. Watch this. He said, but in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. I believe the reason it was three years on the heifer, the goat, and the ram is because it marked three generations. That's what I believe. He said, but the fourth generation, he said, something's going to happen. He said, and it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, beholding a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces, there were five pieces. All the pieces, all the animals that were tore apart, that were given to the Lord. A smoking fire, burning furnace went in between them all and received them as an offering that God had asked him to give. He gave what God asked him to give. Everybody say, God received from Abraham what he asked him to give. And it came to pass, read on down, verse 18, in the same day the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, Unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto great river, the river Euphrates. Then it says the Kenites and the Kenizzites and the Cadmonites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Rephaims 
and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Girgashites and the Jebusites. I'm not only giving you the land, I'm giving you nations. Because, come here all, when he was protecting, come on, run up, those guys that was up here trying to get the sacrifice belonged to the Lord. When he was pushing, when he was pushing, pushing cultural demand back and financial family expectations away, things that come in to try to take old traditions and I got to keep up with the, with, with the, with, with people. I've seen people buy stuff not because they need it, just because their brother bought something like that. They take money they don't have to try to keep up with somebody, to keep a status. You got to be careful because anytime you have a blessing of God, that's why the Bible says when he gives you a word and it falls on hard ground, the ravens could try to come and get that word. Be careful to let the enemy come and steal what is devoted and already belongs to the Lord. You got to push those things back. And I believe when he was pushing the fowls back and he was pushing the enemy back at that place of sacrifice that God in the future was giving them authority over the Jebusites and he's giving authority over the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Perizzites. I believe when he was protecting that sacrifice that he was operating in a future prophecy to where all the enemies would be pushed away. So when I stand and I guard that the tithes that belongs to the Lord and the offerings that God tells me to give. I believe God walks into Sawyer's future. I believe God walks into my baby's future. The Lord tears into my grandkids' future. I believe he walked in and says, you can't have them. You can't have this because one day back there, your daddy protected what I told him to give to me. He would not let culture and anything else. My preaching, can you get, you get what I'm saying here tonight? I'm telling this church, you need to protect your first fruits. You need to protect that which belongs to the God. You need to protect that substance that God has asked to give him. It will impact your future. Amen, remain standing. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. How many want to live a blessed life? I'm not just here because I paid a price. I'm here because my dad and mom paid a price. I'm here because somebody else <coughs> paid a price. Young people, increase. Start now. Don't wait till you get out of college, don't have any bills. I think somewhere in there at Bassett's probably college debt. Don't you wait till your college debt's paid off to start being a tither. Don't you go out and buy a car you can't afford and you can't pay your tithes. Give to missions because you had to have a nicer car than anybody else in the youth group. Come on now. I think you can buy a $150 pair of shoes, you can probably bless a missionary with $150. Come on, y'all know I'm telling you the truth. All right. Let me tell you what'll happen. You become kingdom minded, God will drop into your spirit your future. He'll start saying, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. And the call of God starts opening up in your life because you become a giver. This church is a giving church. It's amazing how much this church gives the missions and beyond and blesses that every now and then we need to preach what we already believe. Everybody in this room pretty much believes what I'm teaching you right now. If you hold it, he can't bless you. 
But once it leaves your hand, it opens the door for his blessing, opens the window in your life. I just want to make sure, do you all understand the principle of protecting that which God told you to give? Guard it. Brother Cody, protect that which God has asked you to give him. Keep on protecting. Keep on being that cheerful giver, Brother Scarno. Brother Nehemiah, down in McConnellsville, the Lord's opened a blessing in that city. That's going to bless all the way down to Beverly, reaching to Parkersburg. It's going to be so powerful, but you can't be the only one sacrificing. He's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to them. And you'll operate in faith and give sacrificially. I stand here today. I can tell you stories all day. I can tell you how I gave to missions. Somebody showed up at my door and wrote me a $10,000 check. Said God told him to give it. Because no matter how much I've ever given to God, he's always given it back and pretty much doubled it. God's going to speak to this church tonight. The reason we give, I want everybody to say this, the reason we give offerings because God has blessed our tithing. One more verse. I'm going to let us pray. We're going to make a covenant with God. I've proven him. I mean, this room could say you've proven God. Are y'all ready? Let's read Malachi 3 and 10. Again, we're going to go into verse 11. Watch the parallel of scriptures. Go ahead, put it up there, Malachi 3.10. Everybody read it with pastor. Bring you all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. If you protect the tithe, he said, I'm going to remove the devourer. If you'll protect that what I've asked you to give, he said, I'm going to remove the fowls that's trying to get what belongs to you. Some of you are going to remove debt because you tithe. Because God's going to remove it. How many believe that? The word blessing actually means when God, or prosper, what it means when God prospers you, that means he doesn't just give you stuff or substance, he actually gives you proof. You start seeing things. You know what, I think we can remove this debt. I, I just feel like God has shown me how to, how to get out of this mess. Because God gives you wisdom to become a steward of what he's put in your hands. Everybody shout, I live in abundance because I tithe and I give what God asked me to give. The Lord has spoken and given you all to give to bless his kingdom. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall not destroy the first, excuse me, the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Oh, but pastor, I've done it wrong. Haven't done it right. I didn't know. Just ask God to forgive you. Say, today I'll start over. Today I'll start over. If you're holding it, you need to give it. But don't hold it. Protect it by giving it to the Lord. How do you protect it? You give it first. Everybody shout, give it first. Let's worship Him all over the building.
forgive us, Lord, if we've procrastinated. We've operated out of our flesh like Cain, worried about if we can take care of the business of our lives, trying to make sure it's done. And God, let us operate in faith, knowing that you're going to take care of it. You're going to take care of it tomorrow. Come on, let's pray that God help us to give out of faith, to give the Lord the increase, the first fruits of our increase, of our substance, oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. I think it'd be good if we found a place to pray all over this room. Go ahead, the Lord's speaking to some of you about doing it better. Others, he's gonna talk to you about offerings to give. Not just here, but to others. I think it'd be good if we can't get on our knees and pray. You've heard the word. Let the Lord do a work in your life. Many of you are going to see the blessing of the Lord because you're going to prove him. He's going to show up in your world. God, thank you for blessing me. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.